I felt stuck. I felt like I'd accomplished what I wanted in my previous role, that I had been hired to launch a division and I had done that. And I felt like the time had come for a new challenge and I wasn't sure what that was. And that's really hard. Like when you feel driven and ambitious, but you're not sure what the next path is. Welcome to Ambition Theory, Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Jennifer Cross is one of our one-on-one coaching clients at Ambition Theory, and today she is sharing what happened to her when she invested in one-on-one coaching with us. In this episode, we talked about the future of work and why we need a new perspective on going back to the office. Uh, Jennifer shared what happens when she got crystal clear on her long-term vision. She shared how to network in a really authentic way that leads to incredible Incredible opportunities. We talked about how to attract opportunities by being clear on your own values and leading with curiosity and generosity. And she shared why she made the decision to switch gears in her career and join the construction industry 25 years into her career. I am so excited that Jennifer shared her story with me and I'm honored to share it with you today. I am so honored today to welcome Jennifer Cross to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. Jennifer is the business development manager for Morant Construction and has had some pretty big changes in her career over the past kind of two months. So Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Can you introduce yourself? And I want to know what excites you about the construction industry. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, thanks for having me, Andrea. Lovely to be here. Um, Yes, I have had a lot of change over the last few months. Um, Intentional change, uh, which is, I think, the best kind. because um, everything that I have uh, done over the last few months for my career has really been um, with intent and with direction and with the guidance of coaching. So um, yes, I am the brand new business development manager at Marant Construction. Um, I had a focus on where I wanted to go and it was to enter the construction sector and you and I worked together to uh, make that happen. Okay, I love it. So I want to go back to, because you talked about coaching, you talked about making big changes, you talked about a vision, and we love co- working with you. We love having you as a client. And you're we're in the middle of your programs and your programs that they've done yet. Um, but so many cool things have been happening. And I wanted to document this because I think it's really powerful. And it really go like you said, it, having that intent and having coaching, what really coaching does, it really helps you find that focus mm-hmm. and then figure out really what you what you need to do to, to make that happen. And there's so many interesting things in your story. And 
I, I wanted to unpack it today. So thank you, thank you, thank you for getting out of your comfort zone um, and, and doing this today. But I want to, before we go into the magic of coaching and all these great things that have happened to you, I want to know what was going on before you decided to sign up for coaching with us. Take us back and describe what was happening for you. I felt stuck. I felt like I'd accomplished what I wanted in my previous role that I had been hired to launch a division and I had done that. And I felt like the time had come for a new challenge and I wasn't sure what that was. And that's really hard. Like when you feel driven and ambitious, but you're not sure what the next path is. And so in January, I got really serious about, okay, this is, this is the time. I mean, that's pretty normal for people at the beginning of the new year, but my birthday is December 31st. So it collides with, you know, the, the beginning of everything for me. And so I was really intentional in thinking that I wanted to develop my career further, but what did that look like? And so, um, I had taken a lot of webinars throughout COVID around the hybrid office, where we were going with this new frontier of work. And as a designer by trade, I'm fascinated with how our spaces affect us. You know, whether it's our home or our office, how it can foster peak performance. And so um, I got pretty passionate about those conversations and jumping into um, the webinars and seeing where things were evolving. And then I had stumbled across some of your um, webinars that you were doing around women in construction. And I started to see um, how these things could come together. My interest in um, the future of work and my interest in construction, because I had surrounded the construction sector my entire career being a designer, um, being on the supplier side. I've been on all sides of the industry. And this is the first time I've been directly in the construction sector. And so, yes, I'd taken some of your webinars and I started to see the opportunity that was there uh, for me. And that's when I engaged in coaching because I knew this was the path. I wanted to be part of the conversations and I wanted to be part of the creation of where we're going with the future of work. Okay. So I love that you, like you came to the table, like really with the vision, but I want to understand like, what was the obstacle getting in the way? Right. Cause like, you're telling me this story. You're like, I have all these skills. I see where the industry's going. You were really successful in your previous role. Um, yeah. I want to understand what was the missing piece. I just wasn't sure where I fit within the sector and whether I had the right experience, what the translatable experience was to go after a business development role in a sector that I hadn't actually been in before. Um, and so, you, you know, I had a lot of like apprehension around um, imposter syndrome. Um, do I have what it takes? How, how is this all going to translate? And so I felt like I was getting tripped up in, in that stuck feeling of not knowing whether I could actually move forward. And then things started to shift for me when I, in my mind, I realized you can't keep saying you're stuck. Like it just holds you there when you constantly say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. So I changed my inner dialogue to be, how can I connect the dots faster to get to where I want to go? And so as soon as I started realizing that I need to keep my eyes open for the dots to connect. Everything started happening. That's when I met you. And we just started connecting those dots like boom, 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 boom. It's been like magic, honestly. 
Okay, really I talk about the mag this magic because I remember <laughs> in our second, we've only actually completed like one third of your coaching program at this day. And um, some check-ins and a lot of emails. <laughs> and a lot of emails, yeah. So really we're, we're, we're still at the beginning part of your coaching and you're all, like these changes, this magic is happening really quickly for you. And I remember in our second coaching session, you talked about your friends having this observation about you that there was something different and I would love it if you could share that I think it's that I I decided I was just going to do whatever it took to like whatever it took to get there and and find that right role and so the clarity of going through coaching because you challenge me and it I I don't think I challenge myself enough. Like it's one thing, like you asked me this question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Right. And we, we all can sort of come up with those, like, like easy things, right? Like, you know, ski chalet, cottage, like, you know, those kinds of things, but it's like boiling it down and, and really being decisive about your career. Like, where do you see yourself in your career 10 years from now? And you were pushing me and you know, it's hard. I think it's hard for women because um, that ambition, right? Like to say like, yeah, I want to be at the front of the room. Like I, I want to be on a panel. I want to be an expert. I want to have a team under me. I want to be doing projects across Canada. Like that was like, wow, that just moved the needle for me for where I thought my capacity was. And then as soon as I started putting that together, I just got so clear and everyone's like, wow, you're you're really clear on where it's going. Like it was a marked difference. And that's really interesting because it feels like the opportunities kind of came to you. Cause I remember we were talking about, okay, you had this vision you're like, how do I do this? I don't, I need to build my network. I need to, there's all this work I need to do before I can actually start like actioning this vision. And it's really interesting <laughs> because like I have a pretty good network in construction and I'm like, who do I know? Who can I connect Jennifer with? And we started going down that route, but we realized like that was actually not the path for you, that there was a bet a way better way. And I want you to describe that because it really was like, all I think I did was ask the question. <laughs> well, that's the critical part, Andrea. It's having somebody ask the question because you're focused solely on my career. I don't have anyone else in my life who is solely focused on having conversations with me about my career. Just being in that narrow vertical and having someone push me, it's not like going to counseling to fix a relationship. Like this is like, okay, I want to get to the next level, right? Like I've been a competitive athlete. I swam varsity all my entire life. I understand if you want to get to the next level, you can't do it with the skills you have. You got to bring someone in to, to, to help guide you and to push you maybe into places you don't want to go. And so I think that's what happened with you and I was that <laughs> um, I was, well, it's, it's, you know, it's easy. The planning stuff is easy. Like it's like, okay, I need to build my network. I need to do these things. Like you can start talking about that, but those aren't actually action items. The action items scary, right? So you, you said to me, you know what? I think you actually have the network and that's your voice. So I just want to say, I think you actually <laughs> have the network. Um, so maybe what you need to do is figure out how to leverage that, right? And so that's when you and I started talking about how could I leverage the, um, 
you know, the, the raving fans I already have in my life that are in this industry that, that could help. And then also just people I've met along the way, right? Like I've had 25 years in this sector in this city. So I have, you know, my, my friend circle is even in, in this sector, right? And so what you said to me was start having conversations, reach out to everybody in your network, no matter how well you know them and start having conversations about the sector. Like that's how you're going to get to know what the job actually is, right? Because I said to you, what if I don't even like the job that I think I'm going after? <laughs> you know, I have in my mind that I think this is what I want, but I actually need to talk to people who have this job, right? So you did connect me with a couple people who have this business development job in construction. And so I had some really great conversations with people that you connected me to. But then I tell people about this all the time that I just started reaching out to people on LinkedIn, like sending them direct messages saying, hey, you know, I know we haven't seen each other in four and a half years, uh, but, you know, would you have a conversation with me about the sector? And I had a hundred percent yeses, like a hundred percent. And every single person that I met with connected me to somebody else. And like I either they said, oh, I know of this job, you should, you know, look into this or I know someone who's hiring or you know who you should meet like every every single time okay so I'm gonna talk about this actually because there's this fear of reaching out right like you said it oh I haven't talked to you for four years right like yeah like they're gonna be all negative oh I can't believe she's asking me for coffee now she's ignored me for four years I'm gonna give this a hundred percent response rate and yeah. what the response was when you actually connected with these people what what was their reaction Amazing. I mean, honestly, I went out for lunch with one uh, developer that I had met at an event probably three years ago. And I walk in and I say to him, do you even remember meeting me? Yes, of course. And then he named off where we had met. And I was so impressed. I was like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's incredible. So yeah, I had these wonderful conversations. And, and you know, when you, Ottawa is a pretty small city, really, even though we're the capital of Canada, we're really connected. And so people are so helpful and so supportive and and there's so much work out there andrea like there's no competition really we we really all need to work together i love that and so i i love this i i feel like there's like this energy that you brought to those reach outs though right because positive energy attracts positive energy and people like like it's hard right like <laughs> yeah. it's a hard year right and i think yeah and i think like, that's part of it like is that I, it's a, it's the right time, right? So um, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of events. There hasn't been a lot of face-to-face -face contact. People have been at home. There hasn't been a lot of engagement. And so when someone reaches out to you and says, hey, I'm really interested in knowing about this sector, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not reaching out saying, hey, can you give me a job? Because at that point, I didn't even know what I wanted exactly. I just wanted to understand the market. I just wanted to understand the opportunity and the different roles and the different compensation for those roles, because that's a thing that women do not often talk about is how much money is that, right? Like, so I, I want to tell you, I had a conversation with a guy who I have known for a long time in a couple of different roles, um, but just, uh, just professional. And he met me for a beer and he said, here's the numbers, brass tacks. This is, this is what this role pays out there in the industry. This is the trajectory. This is the capacity. Oh my goodness. Like women don't talk like that. I was so grateful 
And I've said that to him a few times. I didn't really know him that well, other than just some networking events. But I really appreciated that direct information into the industry. And I, I found most people really forthcoming. Okay, they want to talk about their job. They want to talk about the industry. They want to talk about what they love about it and what they don't like about it and how it could change. I, I, I've had so many amazing conversations. And it was such a great um, start into this industry because I've spoken to so many people now and then here I am landing in the job and, and I've already got those warm networks from people that I've lit up over the last two, three months. I love that you say lit up because I honestly feel like these people, like with the energy that you brought to those conversations, like it sounds like they're inspired, right? To connect with like their vision. <laughs> like It's almost, it's like, it becomes this like, almost like contagious energy of like positivity and service and generosity. And I feel like this, the impact that you're having on these people is like, it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back to you and they're going to remember you like, like they already remember that one person remembered you four years ago from a networking event. And now that you've connected in such a positive way, like, I think they're going to remember you even more. And there's going to be like, this relationship can just even grow into who knows what, right? We don't really know where it's going to lead, but no, no. Construction is all about who you know. (laughs) (laughs) And you were really able to like lean into that. And that's incredible that you got a hundred percent response rate. So for everybody listening, like <laughs> when you're scared to reach out to people on LinkedIn, like go for like, even if you get a 50% response rate, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but people are open. That's like what this is telling me. Like people are open to connect. And if you put yourself out there pe- with like that positive attitude, with that like idea of generosity, with this idea of like, let's have a conversation and see where it can go. Uh, that's where the opportunities are really created and people are open to that. If you are an HR professional or a construction leader and you're curious about how you can better engage and support your female staff, we have some exciting news to share with you. Ambition Theory has developed industry-specific leadership training program for women in line with the Canadian Construction Association's Gold Seal Certification Program. The goal of these programs is to help companies develop leaders from the talent that already exists internally. There is a war for talent in the construction industry, and engagement and retention are among the best ways to address this. If you want to learn how Ambition Theory can help you improve employee engagement and retention, go to ambitiontheory.ca and book a call with us. And now back to our conversation. Okay, so this is really interesting. So you went out, you connected. Um, how did you end up finding this opportunity at Morant? I reached out to somebody that I knew at Morant as part of this process that, that I just described to you. Uh, yeah, I just reached out and said, can we have a conversation about the industry? And the response back was, here's the job posting to pre-apply. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know that the role was open. It was just, uh, it, it just, like I said, magic just happened right time, right place where I'm reaching out saying, Hey, can we meet for coffee? And you know, the response back is here's the job posting. I, I, I would really encourage you to submit right away. And then that process, Andrea, it, it just clicked. And the reason it clicked was that you and I had gotten so clear on what it was that I was looking for in a role like that. that there are a lot of jobs out there right now. Um, the construction sector, especially, uh, I know it pretty well now after uh, uh, being out there uh, 
surveying what's available, there's a lot of opportunity and you can get lost in the noise because there are so many roles, so many people reaching out saying, oh, have you seen this? Um, and lots of perks and lots of um, salary increases, um, quite frankly. But if, so if you don't know what you're looking for, it can get very, very confusing. But because you and I had gotten so precise on what was important to me in a role, but also in the company, I was able to just go, nope, 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 nope. That's not interesting to me. I had a few meetings where I'm like, nope, that's not a connection with the leadership team because you and I had said we had just decided really early on in my goals that the leadership team was extremely important to me, that that my ambition would be supported and that the foundation would be underneath for me to to run. Right. Like actually how you found that out, because some like when you go into an interview, you're like you're with HR, you're with the recruiter. Like, how did you even get to the point where you knew like I am my values? What drives my ambition is like aligned with the this, those on the same as the leadership team. Like, how did you even access that information to know? Well, I went on the Morant website and on like right on the website, vision, mission, value, like right there. They talk about what their values are as a company. They talk about what their mission is collectively. And, and they talk about how they value their employees and they feature their employees. And someone mentioned to me the other day that what they thought was so interesting is that all the employees are on the website, not just the executives, right? Site supers, like all the way down the line to general laborers, to office admin, everybody is there. So when you put your focus on the people versus your projects, you can feel an immediate difference. Also, you know, it's women in leadership roles are very important. That's very important to me. I, I really didn't want at this point in my career to um, join a company where I had to do all the slog. I had to be the only woman in the room. I've done that my entire career within this industry. I was ready to, to join a company that had more women at the top and, and a more diverse leadership team. And that, that's there at Morant. So I could see that right away. So I was already excited to go into the interview. I already wanted the job before I went in. I want to talk about this. So the website, amazing, right? Like they're doing a great job on the main, on the website external. How did you know they were actually walking the same, the, because sometimes you see values on a website and that's really where it lives. Um, how did yeah. you know at Marat, like these, this company is actually living their values. These people, they believe what is on the website. So you, you could feel confident that because so you said so many opportunities that like this one is aligned. How did you know that? Yeah. Well, I think that that that's just such a critical start that that it's not buried on the website. It's on the homepage. Right. And so to me, when you're leading with that, that that tells me that as a leadership team, you understand that that's a really critical difference to your culture. Yeah, I could, I could really see that right away from, from just even just the way everything's positioned and the quotes from the team, like you could sort of start to feel it coming through. And then in my, um, all the way through the interview process with Morant, that, that, that came through the, the, the taking care of me that being extremely transparent in the entire process like when I was going to hear from them and, and I actually did. And then the follow-ups and, and um, I felt 
valued right from the start. Like, I, I'm telling you, I've never had any experience like this in my entire life. Okay. And this is really interesting because it's like, it sounds like it's part, like your personal values and your professional values are like completely aligned in this situation. And I want to talk about like, because it sounds, when you're telling me this story, I'm like, it sounds so easy. Right? <laughs> it sounds like it was so easy for you, but it's actually not. I know, you're right. It's a lot of work. I, I, I just, work. I would like to say just so that we don't um, create this overnight success thing. Um, that like there was a year leading up to this where I wasn't sure where I was going, what I was doing, some 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 dark days of, you know, going out for a run, thinking, what is happening? Where am I going? And COVID like really hit us hard, right? Like so for anyone who's uh an extrovert and uh in business development and is used to being out all the time, suddenly being in your house was yeah, it was a real flap in the face, right? So so there were some dark days leading up to this. But, you know, I think uh, I like to think about it in terms of that time is just preparation time. And and then it's like all that preparation suddenly turns into popcorn. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing that because it does, it does, it does sound like... Yeah. It, like My friends will tell you. <laughs> I didn't always sound this happy about it. <laughs> Okay, so I want to understand this shifting industries because you worked in residential construction, like in lighting before. So yeah. you like you were not you weren't a hundred percent new to construction, but no. commercial construction and development that's really new for you. What are some of the things that you needed to do to like you know understand how the business works, like really make that shift? Because I know like a lot of times in the construction industry they're looking for years of experience. They're looking for that like person that does business development in commercial construction to come in and do the role. So how did you overcome that? You know what? I just didn't even look at that as an obstacle. I think once once I got clear about what the skills were that I bring to the table, you know, the the depth of my network and the depth of my knowledge of the industry and my my complete passion for where business is going, this hybrid office, like nobody has the answers. Nobody is an expert right now when it comes to uh, the future of work. So, you know, I think it's, it's just this incredible opportunity to join the conversation, to use the experience that I've gathered over the last, you know, couple of decades and and put that into something where I can be on the forefront of a conversation that that, you know, quite frankly, is wide open for the expert to emerge. I actually, so I, I didn't see that. I didn't see I, obstacles. Okay. I love that you're saying that because I actually think you're better positioned because there's no behaviors or things that you have to let go of. You don't have to unlearn anything, right? Like when nope. you're going in, you're learning about office, workplace, how do we build these things? You're not worried about like, these are the things we need to change. This is kind of like the way we always do it, which is if you have that 15 years of experience doing in that specific segment in that specific right. role, you have to kind of unlearn the way that it's done in the past, but you're coming with this whole fresh perspective. And I love your curiosity and your ability to connect with people. Um, someone once told me like as a business owner, and this was like to like get ex exponential growth in your business, you need to think about the who, not the how. And I right. think this kind of like a coaching observation, <laughs> not supposed to be a coaching cop, but I think what you bring to the table is you can find the who's like, right? 
Like that I have a team. Like, let's be reasonable here. Like, I have a team of of very knowledgeable colleagues on the process of the build. Mm. Right. So like once we have those initial conversations and and we uh, um assess that there's a need, right? So so we're really focused on interior commercial construction mm. of professional offices. That is really the Marat niche is, you know, law, this law firm. My heart's so happy because literally like you're so focused and now you found a company that's so focused. So it's like, yeah, really like that's where you can channel like this alignment and this design. And it's like the future of work. That's really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's really congruent. It's so aligned. It's very aligned. And like I said, I have a design background, so I already look at what's possible, not what is. And so when I'm, you know, I have that capacity to meet with people, whether it's meeting with designers, architects, uh, engineers that, that surround a project. I have, I have the language. I can read plans. I understand how that stuff works. Or if it's, it's meeting the client directly, which in my case, I think will happen a lot just because I am, um, a, a pretty connected member of the business community. And I, I really enjoy and value being part of the business community here. So I'm having those conversations with people who are going through these changes, right? Their office is going to go through a change. They're, they're having a dialogue. How do we bring people back to work? How do we make people excited to come back to work? So we're going to have to reimagine our space, like having those conversations. I can't tell you, Andrea, I'm like, like I'm vibrating. I'm so excited to be having those conversations with, with people where there's a tangible result. It's not just like, oh, I wonder what the future of work is. It's like having a conversation with a lawyer saying, what's happening to your firm? Are you bringing people back? Are you going to change your office? And then, and then really digging into that and, and then saying, actually, we're growing. More people want to come back, but they want these kinds of spaces. Like that's, that's so exciting, right? So you don't, you don't need 15 years as a BD person in a construction company to have those conversations. You just need to be engaged in what's happening now. I love it. And I just, I feel like your journey is like everything that you've done so far has kind of brought you to this place. And yes, like, like honestly being like grateful for like those dark days, like maybe, I don't know if you're ready for that. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. I don't I know, it. like it the have that experience of like really being away from people and really like, it really helps like you to understand just people in general better so that you're bringing this whole new perspective to these conversations about the future of work. And it's, I think it's really exciting because literally like you're a definition of a transformational leader, someone that sets the vision and like inspires other people to come along. And so like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and so for Marat, because I can't wait like to hear like what's going to happen. Like, I can't wait to like, have a tour of one of these offices that you're going to design and build. Like, I, it's just like, I think it's going to be incredible for the people and really it's going to help them like be their best selves and bring their best selves to work. So it's like, like you're part of this like bigger cycle, like this bigger why where this impact can be like the ripple effects is going to like, it's going to be huge. And that's like, <laughs> it's exciting. It, it, I have to say like, you know, I don't think that people think necessarily about construction in that manner. And, and a lot of people have said that to me. Oh, that's a, 
that's an unusual move. And I do get a lot of looks, you know, when people say, oh, you're in construction. Like, and I'm like, yes, like this is like, this is so exciting to me. Like, I don't think there is ever been a more exciting. I want to actually talk about that a little bit more. These, these looks that people are giving you, like, why are you going into construction? Construction is an incredible industry. Like you said it, many perks, greater salaries, like especially for women. So can you share some of the reasons why women should consider going into construction, like in the middle of their career, <laughs> like not, it's like, it's not too late, right? Like if you're working. Oh, not absolutely not. I think there's a variety of reasons uh, that it's right opportunity. I mean, I think women need to play a role in the construction of our communities, right? Like we are, are, are built in fire is really important and um uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's 16 percent of women are in the construction sector oh, 13 13 13 11 right? in the u.s 11 okay okay so yeah, there's a lot of room there and and these companies are shaping our city like i don't think anybody thinks about it from that perspective right that if if we continue uh not joining this sector our cities are going to continue to be built solely by men and that doesn't necessarily have the, the same flavor and vision for community that women bring to the table. I think having that diversity of conversation in this sector is so interesting, just, just from a, a high level uh, view. But uh, I am very, very excited to talk about getting more women to construction um, for lots of reasons. Uh, let's just start with salary, uh, like entry level construction jobs on a job site that has, you know, solid hours, hours that connect with when your kids go to school, right? So you can be on a job site at 730 in the morning, get your kid on the bus and be home at the end of the day. Like these are things that people aren't thinking about and get paid a nice wage, right? So like instead of these entry level jobs, you know, cleaning and uh, fast food, those kind of uh, jobs that women tend to to easily pick up. There's this whole sector over here that has a whole lot more stability, has great hours, Monday nine to five often, or you can even do the reverse, right? Evenings, because there's lots of construction companies that are running on the off hours, right? So there's just so many options to build a schedule that works for you when we talk about this hybrid work. I mean, what about this kind of work environment where you can you know craft your own hours and participate in the built environment it's legacy right like you're you are creating something that will stand the test of time that your child walk by and say my mom helped build that like this is like exciting stuff i don't know why if everyone doesn't think being part of construction is exciting i love it i love I love this energy. I love this energy. And I kind of have this feeling that like women in Ottawa are going to be drawn to you <laughs> because of your story and they're going to be attracted to the industry. So thank you so much for sharing that. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? It's that feeling that you don't deserve to be there and you don't know what you're doing. At any moment, people will reveal that you're a fraud and that you don't belong. Until recently, imposter syndrome was considered an internal problem, something that's in your head and it was up to you, the individual, to solve this problem. 
I want to tell you today that this assumption is wrong. There is new research that explains why imposter syndrome is a systemic issue and not an individual problem. We've created a free report exploring the evidence and providing strategies companies can use to address this. Here's the truth. If you're a woman in construction, imposter syndrome is not all in your head. Get the report at ambitiontheory.ca forward slash imposter. And now back to the show. One last thing to talk about. So we always end our podcast with the 24 action, hour action that people can take to just start implementing what they learn. We also end coaching with these actions. And I think these, you said it, like the taking action, what steps do I take? It's so important to take action. It's great to talk about, I would love to level up in my leadership. I would love to connect with the company that shares my values and my vision. It's great to talk about that, but you got to put it into action. So I'm wondering if you can share one of the actions that you took out of from our coaching sessions um, with us now. And then what we'll do together, we can break it down to a micro action that listeners can take to just get them started on that same journey. Okay. This sounds really corny, but vision board. I think that the majority of people don't understand the power of a vision board. Having that optic of where it is that you're going, right? It's that just like, it just, it's so clear. I have to tell you, like I have things on my vision board that I created in January. I, I am 70% done on my vision board. Like that's to me is really, really important. So, you know, an action item is just starting to start a Pinterest file, you know, of, of images that speak to you. Like, so that, that's an action item. That would be one thing. Um, that 10 year thing, Andrea, that was a really big thing, like really sitting down and spending some time and thinking, you know, a decade from now, where do I actually want to be in my career? Just, just blue sky, right? Blue sky thinking, because I've never gone blue sky and, and got you, you know, sort of really in that headspace. I think, okay, that's- so I think that's a good action for people to take it. Just take like how long, like 15 minutes and allow yeah. yourself. And this is important. Don't judge, like make sure, w- allow yeah, yourself to whatever and like and that's the hardest thing especially for women because like like ego like it sounds very ego right like and especially I had that with you like when you were pushing right you're like okay you want to do projects across Canada who do you want to be working with how much money do you want to be making how often do you want to travel like you were just like coming at me oh my god oh my god like you know so I think like that stuff though like that that like drilling down and getting so clear that once I got clear on everything it, it just made everything so much easier like yeah. that stuck feeling disappeared and yeah. and so that's I think the one thing is is just getting clear whether it's doing a vision board and building that over time or sitting down and just getting clear about those things and understand what your values are like most people do not actually fundamentally know what their values are yeah Totally. Yeah. Actually, can you share the, your paddleboarding story? Because that's how we really figured out what was important to you. <laughs> and I think it's really powerful because it sounds like, oh, I need to be all professional when I'm figuring out my values. So we actually, I think what nailed it for you was like the paddleboarding story. Can you share that quickly? It's true. Yes. Because you asked me, what, what does my perfect day look like? And I said, paddleboarding with my friends. Like, we will go for the whole day, have a picnic, take some beers. It's like floating docks, right? Where 
where we go out and you and you said, okay, that's really interesting. And I, do you do the same route all the time? And I'm like, no, sometimes we have a destination like where we're like, okay, we're getting like, we'll drop a car and we're going from here to here with a destination. Um, and other times we just put in and we like float. And you said, which do you prefer? And I said, oh, you know, like I enjoy both. Like I, I just, I enjoy paddleboarding so much. It doesn't make a difference. And, and I, then I went, I always go for a walk after I meet with you because I have to let everything settle. Like you can't just go right back into work or something else. Like you don't get the value of coaching if you can't sit with that conversation and let it sort of percolate. Right. And so I went for a walk and I started thinking about that perfect day question. And I realized I actually really enjoy when I have a destination. I love those days. Like I feel like I can really lean into the adventure because I know where I'm going. And then I wrote you an, an email after I'm like, okay, so I'm goal oriented. <laughs> I, I only enjoy things that are like loose and fun when I know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's when I really started to realize like clarity, right? It's like, I have more um, enjoyment out of the experience when I kind of understand what the route is, how long it's going to take. I can hydrate properly. Uh, I have enough food. There's not going to be any surprises because we have had, <laughs> we've had those <laughs> um, where, where we think it's a two hour paddle and it's a six hour paddle and we have one beer and one Gatorade. Yeah, we've had those. So um, I think like really understanding where we're going and being prepared just lets me like lean in and just enjoy the whole experience so much. Yeah. And so that's so translatable to my career. Yeah. Cause you need, and I'm just imagining for you, what's going to be really important and probably like in your business development role is like that, that grand opening of the office space, like really like you being there and visualizing that because yeah. there's going to be hard, like it's going to be <laughs> painful. There's going to be maybe yeah. a six hour or maybe six day delay when you don't get the materials or notes that one person's not. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, yeah. It's not all glamour. It's not all glamour, but like having that picture, like that visualization of the future of work and that impact and that outcome at the end is going to be so important for you to like be there, visualize that and like have that like destination at the end that like closing the project. And there's this like yeah, tangible outcome. Tangible outcomes. And that's when you know that that's important. You could bake it into your role so that you keep that motivation going. So yep. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing this. And I just want to repeat the 24 hour action. So it's really getting that clarity on your 10 year vision, allowing yourself to blue sky, think it without judgment. Um, and that's the best place to get started. So how do people connect with you, Jennifer? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place to reach me. Uh, Jennifer Cross at Marant. Um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, OTT Jenny. Okay. So I'll post those in the show notes. And how do people learn about Marant Construction? Go to the website and check out our values, marant.ca. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, before you go, I wanted to read a review of our podcast. This one is from Erie. Great podcast that dives into important issues for women working in construction and men who are open to supporting. Many of the topics discussed resonate strongly with me as a woman in the industry. Thanks to Andrea for starting these important conversations. Thank you so much for that generous review. I'm also wondering if you can do me a favor. 
can you go into Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a five-star review and a comment? This helps us to get the word out so that we can keep making episodes for you for free every single week. Ambition Theory Women in Construction is hosted by me, Andrea Jansen, and produced by Michael Boyd from Podcast Atlantic. Our artwork is by Tara Andrews. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.